Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Foul Balls Podcast. On this edition of the Foul Balls Podcast, we will be covering English Premier League Match Week 11 for tomorrow, Saturday, November 18th. I am joined back with my co-host, Rob Diamond. Hey, Rob, how's your international break? My international break was awesome. Uh, it's very cold. I'm not sure how everyone else in the listener land out there is doing today. But uh, up here in Canada, it is winter. What you're seeing this weekend in NFL for the uh, the weather outburst, all the snow that's been here for a week now. So it is cold. I'm cold, but my bankroll is warm. So I'm having a good time. Awesome, awesome. It's always a good thing when the bankroll is warm and hot. So without any further ado, we're going to dive on into the slate like we always do. We'll go position by position. We'll start at the bottom with goalkeeper. Uh, who do you like this week, Rob? Take it away. Sounds good. So I, uh, when you start at the top, a lot of people are going to look at David DeGay and say 6K is too much, and I'm in disagreement this week. I think David DeGay is an excellent play. Newcastle have been averaging more than five shots every single game. They're going to shoot the ball. None of them are going to be really good scoring chances. But uh, either then, even then, excuse me, DeGay should still walk away with at least five saves in this game. And uh, when you consider that with a CS bonus and potential win, uh, that's an incredible ceiling. That could be one of the best keeper showings in the entire season uh, because DeGay has the ability to do that. I'm looking at him. Avoid Courtois. West Brom have scored two goals in their past two home games against way better competition than Chelsea. Don't even bother. Don't try. He's an option, but it's not something you want to do. Ederson's interesting. Uh, Leicester should get some shots. They probably are going to score, though, at least once. Uh, so I'm not totally sold on Ederson or Courtois when you compare him to DeGay. It's not even a competition here. Just roll with DeGay if you're looking at those big guns. Uh, Liverpool aren't going to see enough shots from Southampton to pad any kind of uh, bonus here uh, to really set you apart. They're okay in cash. I just think there's a lot better value options this week in keeper for cash if that's what you're looking for. So I'll be avoiding the Liverpool keepers. Burnley is interesting uh, just simply for the fact that uh, Nick Pope has probably the best DFS scores uh, for any keeper across the league. He's a little expensive this week coming in at 5.3K on DraftKings. Uh, I'm not sold on Swansea getting as many shots as Burnley have been letting up to keep Pope's uh, score so high. But if anyone's interested, check out my article this week whenever it gets posted up. I have a big uh, big write-up about both Pope and uh, Fabanski and uh, how they how they work out in terms of keepers this week in, in uh because it's it's an interesting game. I'm just not sold on Pope outside of cash. If you want to roll with him cash, do it up. He's that kind of guy that will still get you six points. Um this Crystal Palace Everton games cost me absolute nightmares. It's either going to be like a 3-2 win or a 0-0 draw. Uh, and you have to be on either side of that, either the, the goals or the saves. I'm not sold on the saves. Uh, that's the real problem here. Uh, Jordan Pickford, uh, Everton don't let enough shots on that. Pickford rarely has to make more than two saves. Uh, so if you want to roll with that in cash sometime, that's fine. But he's not playing a game this week which would uh, correlate with a good cash pick. Crystal Palace are sneaky. And Crystal Palace themselves have horrid goaltenders. Uh, Hennessy is not an English Premier League goaltender. He's been sticking around the league for a while. Uh, but he just isn't that good. Uh, so I like Everton to score at least twice here. I like Palace to score at least once here. So both those keepers are not touchable for me. Fabanski's interesting uh, simply because he's cheaper and Burnley don't take shots. Outside of last week, Burnley hadn't had a shot on net in like 
five or six games. So I'm looking here for Fabanski to probably get the CS bonus, probably get the win, and uh, not really log a bunch of saves. But at 4.3K in DraftKings, you don't need as many saves to really pay off that salary. Once you hit the range of the CS bonus and the win, uh, the saves are just ceiling on top of that. So I like Swansea this week, and I like Fabanski. Uh, so he's an interesting play at 4,300. I'll be avoiding uh, Lothal at uh, Huddersfield or Bournemouth. Bournemouth just don't take enough shots, and on top of that, they're probably going to score uh, all of the shots that they take, or at least one of them. Um, now, that's not saying that Lothal's bad or that Bournemouth's incredible. I just don't like Huddersfield away from home at all. Everyone's free to look at their scores as soon as they leave their home field. It's an absolute disaster, and that's something that you have to take advantage of here. So that's the main reason I'm on Bournemouth so much is because they are cheap, and Huddersfield is just really bad at, away from home. Uh, so I'm looking for uh, Losel here to, uh, to be a pretty big fade. When you get down towards the bottom, those things get interesting. Foss, ben Foster for West Brom is interesting to me simply because uh, West Brom have been scoring a lot at home recently. And with that simple fact in mind, if they're scoring goals, they have a better chance to win. If they have a better chance to win, their goaltender has a better chance to accumulate points. Foster's in that position. He's not an ideal uh, in either way, uh, but he's just someone that in the low range you can look at. Forrester's not someone I'm going to be touching this week. Uh, I like Liverpool a lot. Uh, especially when you consider uh, how high their prices are and many people won't be able to afford them. So I'll be looking to Liverpool a little bit here. And uh, while I don't mind uh, Forrester at home, away from home, Southampton, you just can't rely on them, uh, especially Liverpool at home. Uh, that's just a, a recipe for disaster there. Smichael is someone I'm not going to look at either. Uh, Man City are just too good. And uh, Smichael is coming off an international break, uh, which he still did well. But uh, it was challenging and incredibly emotionally draining. Uh, Denmark qualified in literally the final five minutes for the World Cup off of Christian Eriksen hat-trick. Uh, so needless to say, Denmark were panicking there, and they managed to pull through. And I like Schmeichel in terms of uh, a GPP flyer, if you really think uh, Man City aren't going to win this game. But outside of that, I'm not really looking at Schmeichel. The last I'll talk about here that I, I'm really interested in is Robert Elliott on Newcastle. Um, this is very simple. If Paul Pogba does not play uh, for Man United, Man United probably aren't going to score more than one or two goals. Now, when you consider that with Robert Elliott's price at 3.6K, he's probably still going to make around four saves. Uh, so as long as he lets in less than two goals and still makes four saves... You're probably going to be okay here uh, with four points walking away at 3.6K in either cash. Uh, I'm not sold on the idea of GPP, but uh, the simple fact is, man, you know, I haven't been scoring without Pogba. So if that's something you're looking at, uh, Robert Elliott is your value keeper this week, hands down. But uh, that is uh, my keeper takes this week. Awesome. Yeah, I'm in agreement with the most part. David De Gea seems like a virtual lock. At first, I thought 6K was very expensive for a keeper, but... You know, he's accumulated. If you look at his game log, it's actually just obscene. He's accumulated over crazy. 10, 10 fantasy crazy, points crazy, in 10 crazy. of his last 11 games. I think there's only two games in the EPL where he's, you know, racked up single-digit points. And 6K is obviously expensive, but he has, you know, at least a double-digit floor, it seems like. And his upside is, you know, still even 20 points, something he did against Benfica in Champions League. But, you know... He seems like the obvious, you know, play. I will do everything I can to, you know, like, squeeze him into my lineups as I 
when I'm building. But if I'm not using De Gea, I'm going all the way down to Ben Foster, like you said. Ben Foster has a whole matchup against Chelsea. Chelsea's been struggling a little bit. Chelsea also has a very, very important match midweek in Karabag, Azerbaijan, as we talked about before we recorded the pod. And I can see, you know, I can see Conte. He definitely wants to chase and defend this title, but Man City hasn't lost the game. I don't think they're going to, you know, slow up anytime soon. And I think Conte is, you know, more focusing on his Champions League. And I could see him ruling out not not necessarily a B squad, but just uh, a weakened A squad without Hazard as he's, he has been playing in the international break. So Ben Foster could be a nice little cheap cheap way to rack up some easy points in a, what looks to be a tough matchup on paper, but could very well be much easier. Anyways, let's move to defense. Defense gets a little murky. I'm not really high on any of the high price guys. Um, outside of that, uh, we spoke earlier before we recorded about the Bournemouth, Bournemouth left and right back. Simon Francis is a guy we both like. Without Stanislas, Simon Francis seems to be a lot more active, pushing up the flanks, hurling in a lot of crosses with his counterpart, Charlie Daniels. Both of them intrigue me a lot. And if I'm not going to use them, I think I'm going to, you know, shoot for some some of the Swansea backs. I think Martin Olsen is healthy. He played um, during this international break for Sweden as they, you know, qualified. And in his last Prem game against Leicester, he had 10 crosses, so... If he finds himself into the starting lineup against Swansea at 4,100, he's a guy that I will definitely be looking to use a lot, as well as Kyle Naughton. He's a similar guy to Martin Olsen. They're both very active on the wings, and I could see, I think Swansea's going to, you know, carry the majority of the possession in this game at Burnley, um, proving, you know, which should make it relatively easy for both these guys to hit value. Which, which defenders do you like, Rob? Yeah, so let's start with the Liverpool uh, wing backs and why they're just way too expensive. Uh, 6.3K, 6K, or 5.9K. Now, what's confusing about this is that their least expensive 5.9K Moreno is basically the only one of the three you can actually rely on to play. So I guess if there's one where you're going to go, it has to be Moreno. Uh, Alexander-Arnold and Robertson both need either a goal or an assist to be relevant from that price range. And when you're looking from that, uh, from a wing back against Southampton, uh, that just isn't something I'm crazy about chasing. Same issue with Daly Blund um, for Manchester United. If he doesn't get a goal or an assist there's just no way from 6k he's going to compete against other players that are in that price range whether a midfielder or a forward uh like we'll talk about them later but i love the 5.5k range of forwards this week and when you consider all those forwards and this is 6.3 and 6.1k and like are they really going to score a goal above a forward no that's not that's not a reality here so you have to avoid all those guys uh, all the way from Klein up on DraftKings even Zappacosta you really can't touch him either with Chelsea but when you get to the Manchester United and uh, the Chelsea crew uh, excuse me the Manchester United and the Bournemouth crew that's when things get really interesting uh, Young and Valencia are both in play for me whoever ends up starting is definitely going to be making my cards with Degay. Uh I just uh, think 
at Newcastle, especially whichever one ends up on the non-Matt Ritchie side, is uh, what I'm going to be rolling with pretty hard. It's probably going to be Ashley Young that I'm looking to because he'll end up with a lot of set pieces. Uh, but uh, I just really like the Man United defense against Newcastle because they all should have a pretty decent floor with Newcastle's flair of attacking with like no real reason behind it, just going forward because they can. Not going to be touching Chelsea. I touched on, mentioned that earlier. Uh, Brom have been scoring like crazy. Not worth it. Now, Charlie Daniels. Charlie Daniels is hands down 100% the play of this slate. I hope everyone heard when I said that Charlie Daniels is the person you want to put in every single one of your cards. I'm having a lot of issues right now put, not putting him at 100%. If everyone takes a quick look at his scores on DraftKings, it's very, very, very obvious to the moment Junior Stanislas came back into the lineup and started taking away his set pieces. His crosses went down from 8 to 9 a game to 1 to 2. And uh, you can tell even uh, the last couple of games they started to come back up because Stanislas hasn't been healthy again. Rock Charlie Daniels. Rock Asmir Begovic. Get them both in as many cards as you possibly can. Huddersfield do not score away from home. Uh, so this spot for Charlie Daniels is incredible. He should still get around 10 crosses. He could get an assist. He should get a CS bonus. Uh, and he's going to be on a wing that's going to be wide open with nobody really pressuring him. Without Stanislas, Bournemouth have a lot of issues going forward, so they'll be relying a lot heavier on Daniels for service, getting the ball between the defenders all the way up to the forwards. Uh, usually they, they don't overpass Stanislas, but now they're going to be forced to, which gives Daniels more of a GPP upside uh, to go with his already outstanding floor. I do like Kyle Walker. Uh, I think uh, anytime you can get a Man City, high-level Man City player for 5K or less, it's something you have to consider uh, no matter the matchup or uh, what's going on because a Man City are just an, an elite team. Um, as you slowly go down, uh, there isn't really too much here uh, for defenders this week. I, I do like uh, Hatter, Hatter <laughs> the guy in Huddersfield. H-A-D-E-R-G-J-O-N-A-J. Hader Gajong. Um, at 4.4K, he is a reasonable price range where you can attack that in cash for a decent floor. He hasn't had a significant amount of playing time that yet this season, but you can tell in uh, just his last two games where he has featured, uh, he's managed to put crosses in the box, and that's really all you're looking for uh, at this point. Cedric Suarez is another guy you kind of have to consider. Uh, at 4.3K, he's a 6K defender. Uh, so anytime you get someone at 4.3K, just because they're playing a hard liver, pool team um he still is going to put in large amounts of crosses that hasn't changed uh his trajectory throughout the season depending on who he's playing now southampton have only played one real team in man united now i say real team as in like an elite team and uh suarez is still pumping out five crosses a game uh so that's something you can absolutely look at at 4.3k drafting simon francis uh is another guy as you were mentioning that that uh, if he starts his right back you can comfortably put him in olsen's another guy swansea may even stand up, end up starting him on a wing midfielder this week. Uh, so uh, he's another guy you can definitely consider uh, putting into your uh, cards if uh, he starts out wide. The last two that I'll really talk on here is uh, the first is a Chelsea defender, unfortunately, but uh, David uh, Luiz. Now, I know he's coming back from an international break, and I know they're traveling to Quarberg, uh, but he he's due for a goal. If there's someone here that's really overdue, uh, it has to be him. Uh, he's been taking a ton of shots all season. Um 
against Roma, he wasn't very successful, obviously. And a lot of people are looking at that and saying, no, thank you. I don't want anything to do with David Luiz. He's brutal. He isn't bad. He's a really, really good attacking defender. And in a week when there's some really high salaries here that you're going to have to take a swing at, if you can get a goal at 4K uh, from a center back, that's pretty, that's pretty useful. The last I'll touch on is the other side of that game, and it's uh, Kieran Gibbs. And uh, he's someone that I'll, I'll be looking at here at uh, 3.7K. When you can get the wing back on the other team that's going to score two goals uh, against uh, Chelsea, where the Chelsea defenders, like Gary Cahill, their center back, 3.7K. He's not going to cross the ball. Kieran Gibbs will for 3.7K. So just that kind of price range is really interesting to me uh, because he is someone that will still pump in four crosses. Uh, the very last one uh, that that's on my mind at all is Ben Mee from uh, Burnley. Uh, on FanDuel, he's a lot more valuable, obviously, but he's another guy that's really, really seriously due for a goal here. Burnley to Ben Mee, or excuse me, Robbie Brady to Ben Mee has been one of the top uh, connecting uh, goal chance creations so far this season. It just hasn't hit yet. So I'm waiting for that to hit. That could be this week uh, because Swansea are very poor in the air. Uh, so I'm not sure how uh, they will be able to deal with uh, a Ben Mee uh, corner kick here if that whips in. But uh, outside of those guys, that's really my defensive takes this week. I know I missed Asmir Begovic as a goalie um, in my, uh, my goalie takes, and you can kind of tell I'm so high on Charlie Daniels. Begovic is my number one goalie this week. The reason I didn't bring him up was because I actually had him selected off the list into my card, and I completely passed over him. But, um, yeah, Bournemouth, Charlie Daniels is uh, the guy I'm looking at this week, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, I'm in agreement for the most part with you on defense. A guy I forgot to mention was Ashley Young. I like him a lot. Um Pairing him with David De Gea seems like a strong option for both cash and GPP. I don't, I don't think many people will be, you know, paying up for Ashley Young as they think it may be too high of a price tag. But needless to say, the you know, United will carry the majority of the possession in this game, and he will definitely be looking to swing it into Lukaku, and I would not be surprised if he racked up an assist as Lukaku hasn't scored in six games. But we'll get to that when we talk about forwards. Anyways, let's move to the midfield. Midfield, it's you know pretty clear cut for me. Coutinho's definitely in play at eleven thousand one hundred. It's definitely a very high price tag. A lot of people will probably get scared away and not really you know figure out how to fit him into their salary cap and their lineups. But I think he's firmly in play as he's been given the last couple of weeks off. He's coming in off a international break where he played pretty well for Brazil and now he'll look to continue the good play at home against Southampton. He's probably the, my top overall player in the midfield position. Below that, um, Gilfie Sigurdsson is one of my second favorite plays. This price tag is just way too low at 7300 He was a player that was consistently priced at 10 k last year. Granted, he's now on a new team with a new offense, and they have not been playing that well. Everton's actually lost uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 5 of their last 6 games. And they come in with a very, you know, plus matchup against Crystal Palace. Gilfie is definitely the, you know, engine of their whole entire offense, the focal point of their offense. Everything will go through him. And they'll look to, you know, get a win against a very a bottom the a bottom place Crystal Palace team. At seventy three hundred, I think it's too, you know, too good to pass up on. I think he'll definitely be one of the higher owned players on the slate for a good reason. And then just below that, I think um Andros Townsend is a good play. His 
his value relies firmly on Christian Benteke. If Christian Benteke finds his way into the starting 11, Townsend's value goes skyrocketing up because he's a guy that will just, you know, look to whip in all the crosses and find one of them on Benteke's head, hopefully racking up an assist. And then just below that, I like Yoan Kabai, um, Townsend's counterpart. Kabai has had 23 crosses in his past two games with five shots and nine tackles won at 5,800. It's a very strong value play. He's actually had 11 crosses last game against Tottenham, in which they just lost a one game, a one nil game. So, again, at 5,300, I think it's too easy a value for him. Uh, that basically rounds out my midfield takes. I'll be, you know, focusing on the Crystal Palace game and the heavyweights. How about you, Rob? Yeah. So let's start off with Coutinho and Salah. Because that's really what it's going to come down to for a lot of people this week. Um, I know we could talk about them in the forwards, but we'll talk about them right now. So here's the thing. Um, when they're both priced at 11K and you're choosing between them, you're basically looking at who will get the most points and who won't screw you. So when you look at that way, who will get you the most points, continue takes the free kicks when Salah or Salah takes the free kicks when Coutinho isn't on the field. When Coutinho's on the field, he takes the free kicks. So Coutinho's going to have the floor. Um, Salah is completely reliant on goals, 100%. So he's not going to have the floor. So there's a there if you're going to take them in cash, the first is Coutinho. You can't take Salah in cash. He's not going to have the floor with Coutinho playing. Now, when you consider the ceiling, Salah won't be getting assists where Coutinho will be, and Coutinho will still be taking three to five shots this game, where Salah will be lucky to get three shots this game. Uh, so don't get me wrong. Whenever Salah gets the chance, his obvi- it's obvious his goal-scoring chances are much more likely to end up in goals because they're breakaways and shots inside the box, that kind of thing. But Coutinho's just going to take more, uh, more, more chances. Period. Either way, and against uh, Southampton at home, I like the idea of Coutinho finding more space and room, dribbling at them uh, at Southampton, rather than Salah trying to beat people in a foot race uh, with balls being sent behind. Bertrand and uh, Suarez, or excuse me, uh, Cedric Suarez on uh, Southampton are both quick. They're not going to be easily beaten uh, with through balls. So I'll be looking to Coutinho to be whipping some balls in because Southampton's brutal at crosses. Anytime someone crosses the ball, they kind of smash the panic button and hope it gets out. Uh, so I'll be looking at Coutinho to uh, be creating a lot more chances and to see a lot more chances in Salah. And I'll be rolling with Coutinho uh, almost as frequently as I'll be rolling with Charlie Daniels this week. No one's going to be looking to pay up that extensively for anyone. It took me four or five days this week before I finally came around to 11k salary. Uh, so I'm imagining that a lot of people out there aren't interested. Man City are interesting uh, from the sense that they're Man City, but Leicester just aren't. Leicester aren't roll over and die. They're not just going to give it to Man City like they've had uh, in the past weeks, and that's really what you want here. Man City away haven't been as good as Man City at home, uh, so I'm just not looking for Man City to pay off as much as Liverpool this week, uh, and so that's why I'll be on Liverpool a little bit more. Uh, the one person from Man City that really does interest me is uh, Raheem Sterling. Now, I know he's hurting, uh, but he's getting better. Um, 
he was he didn't play for England over the international break. He took it off, so that's something that is interesting to me. I just I like uh, his position on the field uh, in comparison to Leicester's weaknesses. Uh, so I think Raheem Sterling could have a really huge week here, completely hidden within the Man City salaries and players at only eight point nine k. I really like that. Uh, I like Hazard a lot too with Chelsea. Uh, he was one of my first picks all week uh, to roll with in a card uh, either format. Uh, anytime you get him at nine. K. It's just a really great option. I know he's coming back too, uh, but uh, it's it's one of those things where if he's back and healthy, I'll probably be looking to him in a couple of GPPs, um, just because. Brom aren't a very good team. They may score two goals in Chelsea, but that's not going to affect Hazard's scores at all. He's not losing points for having goals scored. So I'll be looking at Hazard. Um, if Paul Pogba plays, now this is crucial, if Paul Pogba plays, Man United become instantly the best play of the slate. If Paul Pogba does not play, you cannot touch the forwards of Man United. Uh, it's just not on for GPP. They're not scoring enough goals without Pogba. If Pogba's back... The potential for Man United to score three or more goals is incredibly real, and you can start rolling with Lukaku as freely as you possibly want. I'm not sure if he's going to be back. Uh, I'm preparing that he won't be back, but in case he does come back, be absolutely ready to get as many Man United players into your cards as possible. The issue is there's a late game this week, so you're not really going to get a lot of options here. If you want to use them as a late swap, that's not a bad idea, putting them in and saving yourself a few hundred dollars either way uh, to rotate to Martel or to drop down to Mkhitaryan. So I don't mind Pogba if you want to like keep him around in your flex spot just till the end to see if it rolls. But uh, if he's in, wow! Look out, Man United. They're gonna they're gonna roll over Newcastle five nothing. If Paul Pogba's in the lineup, it's gonna be a massacre. So I'm really looking uh, forward to when Paul Pogba gets back here. James Miller's probably my top player this week at a midfield. Uh, I think a lot of this has to do with recency bias. Last week. He really let down a lot of people by not starting, and I know that isn't a game that isn't played bad. So it's not like he saw a, a reduction in his ability or something. It was just a situation where everyone got really upset with him. So there's going to be a lot of sour taste in their mouth this week whenever they see James Miller at 7.8K, and they're not going to click that name because last week he didn't start and let everyone down and set their cards into haywire and so many late swaps. So uh, don't be afraid to roll with James Milner this week. He is going to have an excellent floor against Southampton. Southampton aren't going to put a lot of pressure on Liverpool, uh, let alone Milner. So he should have a, a lot of freedom to whip a lot of crosses in and handle a lot of set pieces. Zaha's another guy I love this week. Uh, uh, I'm going to be talking extensively on this Crystal Palace and Everton game to the point where it sounds like I am playing both sides at the same time. I'm not. A game stack isn't the worst idea in the world for a GPP, but I just like so much of these guys uh, that I'll be talking about both Crystal Palace and Everton as if I'm playing them both. So Zaha's an excellent play here at home. At home, he's an incredible player. Away, he dies down a little bit. But uh, I'll be looking for Zaha this week to get a goal. Um, and there isn't many players on the slate where I'm literally looking for a goal. Zaha is that guy. Um, he should find the net against Everton. Gilfie Sigerson is an amazing play at 7.3k. It's absurd. It's ridiculous. He's a 9k player, and Crystal Palace are not the kind of team to reduce your salary by 2k. There's no reason why he's 7.3k. Just close your eyes, click the button, get him in your lineups. Uh, his floor is not going to kill you. It's He's still going to finish with an 8 or a 9. And at uh, 7.3k, that's more than enough in cash to, to make something happen. Wayne Rooney's interesting. 
for the same reason Sigerson is. 7.1K. I'm not sold on this floor uh, for cash, but if he starts rocking in a goal here, uh, he could finish easily uh, somewhere between 15 and 20 points, and that's really all you need from someone at that price range uh, on DraftKings. Robbie Brady's really interesting. I'm going to be fading him this week, though, just because I like Swansea so much. I'm not going to be touching Burnley. That isn't saying that Burnley's in a bad spot or that Robbie Brady isn't going to produce. He's probably going to produce, and Burnley are probably going to do well. I just don't like Burnley at home right now, and I'm in GPP, I'm really trying to feast on that uh, trend, uh, see if I can make that count. Uh, so, Robbie Brady someone I won't be looking at too deeply this week, but if you want to play him in cash, there's absolutely no wrong with that. I have a huge write-up about it in my article. If you're going to be playing Burnley in GPP, you, you're going to have to look at Robbie Brady, but for anyone who's interested, just take a quick look at the article whenever it's up, and you'll see that there. Townsend's a great play. Uh, Fabregas is someone I'm looking at on Chelsea, simply because he didn't leave for the international break, and he won't be someone that uh, Chelsea are looking to take off and save for minutes. So Fabregas could end up being on here taking set pieces all by himself for a while, and at only 6.5K, that could be a huge discount. As you slowly go down, there isn't really too much left uh, outside of there. Uh, Deuce and Tadix, uh, and Tom Carroll are both two players that normally you'd look at, but you have to fade them this week. Do not touch them. Tom Carroll's not seeing anything past the 60-minute mark in the field, and Tadix going up against Liverpool, who should give him absolutely no opportunity to garner any sort of floor whatsoever. Uh, there really isn't too much else at the bottom this week. Usually there's a few really good value plays. The only thing I'm really looking at is uh, Robin Van Para, Van La Para on how Field and Jay Rodriguez. Uh, those two are pretty interesting to me. The last one, though, is another guy that I'm going to be rocking way more than makes me comfortable. I just did a pretty bad grimace in real life here. I'm not excited about this. But Sam Klukas is someone I'm going to be playing as much as possible this week. At only 4.1K, he's taking more than eight crosses a game right now. Swansea are confusing because they have no set formation. They're all over the place. They literally switch everything. So uh, Klukas could end up even on the bench. But if he starts, if he's in the starting lineup, get Klukas into your lineups uh, because he'll be taking a lot of free kicks. And if you take a quick look at his scores, you can tell when he started taking the free kicks. And then you can conversely take a quick look at Tom Carroll's scores. And they those two correlate incredibly uh, as when Carroll stopped taking the free kicks and when Klukas did, uh, their, their scores uh, went from 0 to 100 and 100 to 0. Uh, so Klukas is another guy I'd be looking at. Uh, but outside of that, John Joe Shelby maybe for a few shots, but there just really isn't anything in the lower end for midfield this week. Uh, Kabai maybe for Crystal Palace? Uh, I don't know. But that's really my uh, my midfield takes. Awesome. Let's round it out with forwards. We'll move the forwards. A lot of the forwards overlap with the midfielders when you got the guys with dual position eligibility. But at forward, like we mentioned with Coutinho Salah, we prefer Coutinho just because he has a higher floor and he's way more involved. The Man City guys are the Man City guys. Aguero, Jesus, whoever one leads the top of the line. You know, they're always in play, even though they're on the road against Leicester. Then you have Lukaku at 9,700. He has the third highest anytime goal scoring odds this weekend, just behind Aguero and Jesus. He hasn't found the back of the net in the last six games. It's pro largely in part due to Pogba not being on the field with him. When Pogba was on the field, they just looked a lot more creative. They had a lot better spacing, and they held on to the ball a lot longer. I prefer to use Rashford at 8,300. Um, he's taken 11 of United's last 13 corners in the Premier League. He comes in with a very safe floor, and at 8,300, you know, he'll 
probably give you four to five shots, eight to nine crosses. That's exactly what you're looking for at that price, and you you know you'd be very happy if he nets one in the back of the goal or gets an assist, which you know isn't that unlikely considering their matchup at home this weekend. Chelsea, I'm off all the Chelsea guys. I think they have a very you know trap trappy type of matchup at, on the road at West Brom. And like we mentioned before, they have a very hard and must-win game midweek in Azerbaijan. And then just below that, um, I'll let you touch on the guy that you like most from Bournemouth. But a guy that I find very interesting is Christian Benteke. He's 5,900. I think he's finally healthy enough to return from a knee injury. And he's a very goal-dependent guy, especially with this price. But in this matchup, like we've mentioned before, uh, it could be a 0-0 game, but I'd like to think it's definitely going to just be a goal fest. I wouldn't be surprised if there's, you know, five, six goals scored and Christian Benteke is welcomed back with anywhere from one goal to a hat trick. When he's on the field, uh, Crystal Palace's whole, you know, game plan changes around and it molds to him. He's a, you know, number nine striker. He's very dependent on just getting his head onto anything and... They will just throw in crosses by any means necessary. Everton has failed to keep a clean sheet in their last five games, I believe. And I you know, would not be surprised if this is the sixth game in a row where they failed to keep a clean sheet. What are your takes on forward? Yeah, so first let's start uh, Sergio Aguero. This guy is sick. And I don't mean like good sick. I mean like throw up sick. Uh, he looks like he's suffering from a slight case of vertigo. And he still traveled uh, down to Argentina for the World Cup uh, international break. So he's back. They say he's healthy. I don't trust it. <laughs> like, that's just, that's like, it's like, oh, I got a tummy ache. That's one thing. He's dizzy. He's slight of breath. Uh, his blood pressure's down. Like, I got no interest in touching that kind of sickness. Whatever's going on there, I wish him all the best, but it's not something I'm looking for in DFS. Uh, Murata for Chelsea has been a disaster the last few weeks. Uh, absolutely do not touch him if he scores. Just just understand it was a variance thing that happened. Uh, he's been playing so bad lately. Do not look at him. Uh, we already touched on uh, if Pog was back, play Lukaku. If Pog was not back, I'm not going to touch him. Uh, same Simple as that with Lukaku. Um, not going to touch the Man Cities, the Chelsea's. Uh, like you said, it's pretty trappy. Rashford's an amazing call. I think that's absolutely genius. Uh, one of the sharpest plays of the week, really, uh, for both cash and GPP. Because then if uh, Pogba comes back, it's just an extra awesome thing on top of everything Rashford already does. Uh, so I really like Rashford a lot. Um, I already talked on Zaha. Sigurdsson's amazing. Uh, we already talked on him. Talked on Wayne Rooney. Townsend's a really good option. Uh, my favorite forward play this week uh, is going to be Tammy Abraham of Swansea up against Burnley. So this is a, l a little bit two ways. The first way is uh, Burnley keep teams under two goals at home. Their problem is they don't score. So the theory here that I have is that Swansea are probably going to win one to nothing. Uh, now, that goal is really, really easy to pick out because uh, – Boney will be coming back. Uh, so he'll be coming off at some point for AU uh, 
and A won't be starting. Uh, and Abraham will be the only one here playing up front the entire game. Uh, so if Swansea are going to score one, at least one, which I think they will, uh, it's going to come through Abraham, whether it's an assist or a goal. And at only 6K on DraftKings, that's a really, really good place to start in GPPs uh, because I just don't like Burnley to win the game. So if they're not going to win the game outright, uh, Swansea are probably going to win the game. The only way they're going to win the game is to score more goals than Burnley. The only way they're going to score more goals than Burnley is if Tammy Abraham gets involved. Uh, so I really like Tammy Abraham a lot this week at 6K. Jamie Vardy's too cheap. Plain and simple, 5.7K. Uh, that is not a place for such an elite forward. Uh, I like him in cash a lot. I like him in GPP a little. But in cash, I like him simply because he's still going to get a floor of six or seven. And uh, that's something I'm looking for uh, from a forward in cash, uh, just to be uh, an assist deep at least. Uh, so that's something I'm thinking about, but I probably won't roll with. Uh, when you get down here to the 5. Uh, 5.5 to 5,000 range, so much gold. So much gold this week. Uh, Callum Wilson is probably my favorite play if he starts. I've been pumping him out hard in my articles the last couple weeks. He's their former captain. He's their spiritual leader. He's the heart and soul of this team, and he takes the penalty shot. You can take a look at his score last week. He only played 75 minutes, and he still provided a really good floor of six points, which is the equivalent to an assist. Uh, he takes their penalty shots. I don't know much more uh, better things to think about than Callum Wilson here this week and only 5.4K against a team like Huddersfield, who are away from home been letting in two goals. Bournemouth are really good at home, uh, so I I'm looking at Wilson to uh, find the net at least once, maybe twice off a penalty shot. I'll be avoiding the Burnley guys, but there's absolutely no denying their spot this week at that price range. The problem with Burnley is they don't shoot the ball. If you want uh, players to shoot the ball, uh, that's where you find them in cash. And uh, if you want players near GPP, they have to score. Burnley aren't doing either of those things. So uh, last week they had kind of an uptick game, which uh, caused their salaries to boost a little bit and that's a they're they're like they're they're written up for a downlet spot here uh they're they're not set up to win this game uh in terms of dfs so i'll be looking away from burnley uh calvert lewin's interesting to me if he starts up front for everton i doubt he will but he's still interesting to me at that price range uh redmond and, and gabs are two guys for southampton i really like a lot too um i don't like liverpool to get a clean sheet here and uh these two, especially Redmond has the floor and Gabs has the ceiling. Uh, so I like them, uh, but I'm just not sold on them in either format. And they probably won't make my cards, but that doesn't, like I said, I really like them a lot this week. Outside of that, the only other person towards the bottom I'll be rocking with is uh, Jay Rodriguez on uh, West Brom. I think I talked about it a little bit there earlier, but Brom been scoring two goals at home the last two games, one of them against Man City. They should score at home again here this week. Uh, I just really like uh, Brom. Uh, and uh, Brahms forwards there, like Jay Rodriguez at only 4.4K. You get a goal off him, he's boosted to 12, 13 points, four times value. You're sold. You can just laugh, walk and laugh uh, at the end of the week when you have him finish at 16. So that's really my forward takes in my entire take this week. I love Bournemouth. I love uh, Swansea. I love the Everton Crystal Palace game. The Man City is interesting. Uh, I like Liverpool. I love West Brom to uh, sneak a uh, result in against Chelsea. And Man United defense is the way you want to go this week. But that is my takes. Awesome. Well, you guys heard it first. Uh, this is the Roto Pros DFS EPL podcast. And that's our takes for this week. Match week 11, Saturday, November 18th. 
Hope this helps you, you know, bring in the buckies and keep that bankroll hot, like Rob said earlier. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye.